What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave. This is the pop culture podcast where we talk about everything in the world of comics, movies, video games, TV shows, all of that great stuff. I am your host, Alex Bats, and joining me again today is the graphic design guru himself, my great friend, Sean Hussey. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. I didn't know what kind of introduction I was going to get this time since the last time it was so warm. I figured it'd be like really dialed back as it was, and I appreciate it still, but I'm very happy to be here talking fandom. Oh, yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah, as you said, we're talking about DC Fandom, the huge event that happened this past weekend, which was pretty crazy, honestly. A lot of stuff happened. We won't talk about each and every single thing. We would be here for far too long if we did that, but I figured we'd just hit the main panels, the main news and trailers and stuff that dropped. So the first thing, the thing the show kicked off with, was Wonder Woman 1984, that panel, and at the end of the panel, we got a new trailer. I'm assuming you don't really have much to say about the panel itself, the, like, Q&A part of things? Yeah, no, not really. I, uh, you know, I love this cast. You know, I don't want to go on too long, because obviously it's a shorter segment, but I really do love this cast. Um, all of these actors, obviously some of which worked on the first Wonder Woman, and now adding, like, Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, you know, two great actors with a lot of charisma. So seeing them together during the Q&A session... It was really fun, really great, you know? That was fun, but mostly just the trailer. Yeah, no, completely agree with that. Seeing them all interact is great. They they just bounce off of each other really well. They talk about how much fun they had on set, and you, you could really tell just from that uh, Q&A thing that they did. But yeah, the trailer dropped, which I'll admit, I actually, yeah, I think, only watched it the one time and then kind of saw it when I was making some GIFs from it afterwards. Um but the big thing for the trailer for me was the cheetah reveal, uh, which I assume will be the same for you as far as the biggest thing. And she looks a lot better than I expected. Not that I expected her to look bad, but I wasn't completely sure what to expect. We've had a bunch of leaks for months at this point of her look from various different like marketing things and toys and things of that nature. And they've all kind of looked okay. And she looks really good in action, I think, and in the trailer. And I'm very excited to see her and Wonder Woman go at it. So that was definitely a highlight of the trailer for me. And then just overall, I really like the tone of the movie, the vibe. The setting, I think, is really awesome. The fact that Maxwell Lord is one of the main villains is super cool. And um, yeah, the action looks great. It really just, I mean, it looks like a very solid Wonder Woman sequel. So it's going to be interesting to see how this stacks up compared to the first one because i absolutely love the first one i don't talk about it a whole lot but you know it gets a ton of praise and i think rightfully so so i'm interested to see where my uh, feelings for this one land in comparison to the first but the trailer was a very solid trailer and yeah cheetah was definitely the highlight for me yeah no cheetah obviously would be kind of the main highlight for me as well um i agree you know i've seen a lot of those leaks or whatever Uh, There's been a ton of toys, as you mentioned, and I think what I really liked about seeing her in action, because I think similar to you, seeing those leaks, I was a little concerned about her overall look, Um, but I think when seeing her in action, I mean this in the most, like, villainous way, but, like, she looked fluffier, which was nice. Um, (laughs) A lot of the toys, like, really presented her as, like, sort of just, like, a very, like, thin coat of, like, tight hair, but, like, you could see how the CGI worked really well on like hair movement and like she feels more like feline i guess as opposed to like she feels more like a cat yeah exactly um so i think she looks great i was definitely concerned going into the trailer 
I think, I don't know if they confirmed this. I feel like they might have mentioned it during the Q&A, but, like, we're all but confirmed for the Invisible Jet now in this movie at some point. Um, I know there's a sequence in the trailer of, like, Steve and Diana in some sort of fighter plane. Um, and there's, like, the joke about radar. Similar to you, I only really think I watched it once. Um, so I'm trying to remember from yesterday amongst all the crazy news that we got. As you said, Pedro looks fantastic as Maxwell Lord. I really like the kind of tone that they're setting up for this. Of It kind of almost feels like a worldwide sort of event. You know, they kind of portray Pedro... I think they show him on, like, the White House podium at, like, in one of the press rooms. And, like, he's being broadcast everywhere. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays. I'm assuming they're not going to do, like, a Maxwell Lord presidential storyline. Although that would be really interesting, too. Um, and kind of seeing, like, what his powers are, exactly what they stem from. I think we kind of got some teases of that in the trailer. And we've kind of seen a little bit of it in terms of, like, what they've talked about for the film. But I feel like, overall, we really don't know much about this movie. Um, and I'm really interested to kind of see what comes of it. Obviously, we should have had it by now. Things happen. Um, but, you know, it's exciting. Hopefully we get to see it, I think, November is what it's currently slated. Um, yeah, so, I don't remember what day in November, yeah, but no. it is November. But hopefully, you know, as I said, we see it in November. We get to, you know, understand more about the film. I'm really excited. As you said, I really like Wonder Woman, the original, uh, very much. It's definitely one of the top DC films for me and you know excited to see the continuation i don't think i'm gonna like this one as much uh just because i do like that kind of grizzled like war drama that wonder woman was um but i'm excited patty jenkins is fantastic everything i saw from her at fandom this weekend just blew me away uh she's great and you know very excited yeah i think you uh you brought up the invisible jet and i think there's even a shot where I'm pretty sure you see Wonder Woman. She's in the air, and I think she's behind the invisible jet and, like, using her lasso to get to it. Um, but I'm not 100% sure, because, again, I watched it the one time. But, yeah, I feel like the invisible jet's pretty much confirmed. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the extent of Maxwell Lord's um, plan and, like, what he's doing and working on. But, yeah, super exciting. Can't wait to see it. Like you said, hopefully it, it does keep that November date and we get to see it then. But... Yeah, that was the, the Wonder Woman panel and trailer. Um, next, we're going to talk about some video game stuff, which I'm excited about. But we got the WB Montreal games panel, which we've known about this game for a long time. This is <laughs> so literally one of the like worst kept secrets in gaming that I've ever seen. Uh, there's been countless leaks for this game. And there's been so many teases. They started posting cryptic teasers like last September. And then, and I'm sure it was probably supposed to be revealed before now. But then again, with the release date that they have for it, I don't know, maybe not. But anyways, regardless, Gotham Knights is the title for the game. It's been officially revealed and you play as the Bat Family. You play as Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Robin. Robin is Tim, by the way. You know, there's been a lot of confusion on Twitter, at least, that I've seen where people weren't sure if it was Tim or Damien because he's wearing a Robin costume that's very similar to what Damien wears, uh, but it's Tim. And yeah, I think it's really exciting that we get to play as the Bat Family, that they're taking center stage because in this, the trailer establishes that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is dead, which one, don't believe that for a second, but you know, 
that's what the story is setting up so far is that Batman is dead. And so that's why the Bat family has to step up and protect Gotham, which I like the narrative reasons for them doing that. And, and it makes sense for why we now have to and get to play as the Bat family as opposed to Batman. And so I like them taking center stage, the gameplay that we saw for it. Cause they also released a, a like eight ish minute uh, gameplay, like demo walkthrough thing. And uh, I've watched that twice now, and I think it's really interesting. I liked what we saw. I like that probably maybe maybe the biggest thing that I like is the fact that they uh, changed the combat mechanics from the previous Arkham games. And as good as the Arkham combat is, I feel like it kind of peaked with Arkham Knight. Like, I don't know what more, which granted I'm not a game designer, but I don't know like what more you could do to polish that more or make it better. And so I'm glad that they just decided to take the combat in a different direction for it. And it looks like it's definitely going to have some gear system and loot and some RPG elements with it too, because you can see whenever they're attacking that there's different numbers going from their attacks and the way that the health bars are and stuff. And so... Also, Robin is wearing a different outfit and costume in the gameplay than he is from the main trailer, so we know we'll be able to customize the gear. We know the characters level up. Like, the one of the developers literally said, like, fighting Mr. Freeze at level 5 versus level 15 would be different. So there's, you know, elements there. And so there's a lot of things here that I like and I'm excited about. And it's also built as you can either play it single player or co-op online with friends and um so i like that you can play it as single player uh because i do play games like that primarily games like this anyways but the fact that we'll have that co-op option is also really cool and i'd like that in single player they said that you can switch between the characters too which is nice but yeah just seeing everything the different members of the bat family have really cool special like moves we saw a couple of them in the gameplay and um yeah also the other major thing is that the court of vows are confirmed for this which is super exciting i love the court of vows and seeing them really get the chance to shine in a lot of bat media now is and, and be adapted is really really exciting and i can't wait to see what they do with them and that story and that was kind of the big thing at the end of the trailer that they were like here you go like here's the court of vows which is you know pretty cool but what did you think about this trailer and gameplay? I, cause I don't think you've said like anything about it that I've seen in any of the chats that we're in. So I'm curious about your thoughts. Yeah, no, I haven't talked about it much. Uh, looks great, you know, to start. I think that I'm a big fan of the Arkham games. Uh, obviously, I think most Batman fans and video game fans are. Uh, those games are really well developed, uh, well polished, especially City and Arkham Knight for me. I love both of those games very much. Admittedly, those are the only two I've played in the series, um, but I enjoy both of those games very much. I think for me, you kind of broke down a lot of what we're getting from a gameplay standpoint and sort of the combat, and those are definitely things that I kind of end up playing most games that aren't uh, FPSs or third-person shooters you know just because of whatever property there is whether it's like star wars or batman or you know maybe even the upcoming avengers game so i'll be getting this regardless of how i kind of feel about the gameplay um it looks good it's exciting that we are getting a change from arkham uh as you said and i think i'm mostly just excited about like character designs and story stuff that's kind of where my love for games like this really comes from i think all the character designs look really great um i prefer tim's red robin suit for now 
Um, I don't mind kind of like his Damien-inspired Robin one, but I think Red Hood looks really great. I'm a big Nightwing fan. I'm really enjoying uh, his look so far, especially considering I'm not a big fan of his Arkham City or Arkham Knight appearances. Um, I think Babs looks great as Batgirl. And I think the world that they're setting up is super interesting too, considering that, as you mentioned, Bruce is quote-unquote dead. And I think I was kind of the first one to be like, that's bullshit. Uh, (laughs) I was like, nah, he's definitely like hunting the court. And, like, he's going to show up some point in the campaign or at the end, I'm sure. Um, but I really like the idea they mentioned that, like, Jim Gordon is dead. Um, and something we found out tonight is apparently Barbara Gordon was paralyzed and then recovered from being paralyzed, which that, that's a whole thing of in of itself. But I like the world that they're setting up that Jim is gone and you've got Renee Montoya, as I'm cons- as assuming she'll be commissioner. Uh, at this point which would be very cool and then alfred are kind of both of your companions as you're going through the gameplay i love that you can switch off between characters you didn't really mention the co-op much which is going to be a big factor uh to the gameplay and being able to switch between characters and use different abilities or just play as your favorite i'll be doing a lot of nightwing maybe a little red hood and kind of swapping off to see each character but i can't remember did they say it's a two i think this one's two person co-op and then Suicide Squad's up to four, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah, that'll be really cool to kind of hop in with a buddy. Uh, it is a bummer that they're not doing the whole four-person thing, considering you've got four Bat Family members that you're kind of rotating between. But I do think what they're going to structure the story is, and as we saw in the gameplay, is you're probably going to end up going off and doing a lot of two-person missions with two characters with the Bat Fam kind of interchanging and then being able to swap between either one of those if you're playing solo or co-op and kind of do two. So we saw Tim and Barbara go off to fight Freeze. We'll get some Jason and Dick team-ups. Dick and Tim, Dick and Babs, you know. I'm not going to go through all the combinations, but you know what I'm getting at. Um, (laughs) So that'll be really cool. And, you know, overall, very excited, interested to see how the court kind of plays into everything. As you mentioned, great storyline. And as we kind of talked about the other night, the court is so interesting because they were introduced, what, 2011, I think we talked about? And yeah. this is finally the time now, about nine years later, where they're finally kind of developed enough in comics and been fleshed out. And obviously we've seen them in some of the DC animated movies because those get a little bit of a head start on being able to adapt comic projects. But this is the first time we've really seen the court kind of stretch out into other media. As we'll kind of talk about, they might even end up being in Reeves' upcoming Batman trilogy so seeing them kind of take the centerfold as this sort of villainous force because they're such a great invention and kind of change the way that you look at Gotham City overall, whether it be in the comics or any other sort of media, they really change the Batman mythos for the better. And it'll be cool to finally deep dive those in different mediums, especially considering I'm not a super big comic reader. So it's exciting to explore these stories in different ways. Yeah, I think, and I've said this multiple times, uh, aside from Batwoman, I think that the Court of Owls is the best addition to the Bat mythos in the last 20 years. They bring, like you said, they bring so much to the lore, and it's really impressive how well they were integrated into the bedrock, literally, of Gotham without upending anything else that came before it. They felt such like such a natural inclusion into the world. Uh, which is really impressive. And yeah, it's just exciting to see them adapted more. Uh, Also, I forgot to mention earlier, but this game is a new universe. It's not set in the previous Arkham universe. 
it's a new thing so like soft reboot type deal which is which threw a lot of people like everyone was confused at first because when the trailer opens it very much like one it looks like bruce is wearing the arkham knight suit kind of and two he mentions that he's dead and it sounds like he's dead because of an explosion and so it very much feels like it's picking up after the end of arkham knight but that's not the case and like we can see in different images that the clock tower is different than how it appeared in the arkham games obviously uh babs was still oracle in the arkham games and her and tim were married and jim was alive and so there's a lot of differences obviously but yeah so it's a new universe um which i think it's cool that they get a you know fresh start with this and get to to do what they want from the ground up here but yeah it was confusing for a little bit but it's interesting to see them taking this new direction and another thing that i liked is that gotham looked uh populated for once this was like a pre-alpha build uh, and the game's still it's not coming out until 2021 i would guess the fall of 2021 so we're a ways away from this game releasing but there was actually like civilians and cars and stuff on the streets whenever um batgirl was riding her uh bat bike through the city which uh, was pretty exciting to see, I think. Also, I'm super excited to see how big this Gotham is because I feel like it's definitely going to be bigger than the Arkham Knight one. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see that and how they construct this city and, and everything. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm hyped for it. I can't wait to see more. And they said like we're going to get more in not too long. So that's I'm very pumped for that. But a Bat Family game, everyone's been asking for it for a while, and it's really exciting because we didn't get to play as any of them in really uh, significant story sections of the previous games, so the fact that there's an entire game focused on them is definitely a big win for uh, all of the fans, really. But that said, I think that's pretty much it for the, uh, the WB Montreal panel, and the next one that happened was a shorter panel, but... We got some uh, pretty interesting things from it. Uh, the Q&A thing was okay. It was very much uh, skit-like whenever it was presented. But the big thing, that, which it was okay. I don't know. I'm talking about the Flash panel, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are we going? <laughs> I didn't have yeah, the, I didn't have the was, order in front of me. And I was like, shit, which was he talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I pulled up the order. That way I can, you know, remember. But um, so much happened yesterday, dude. Unbelievable. So much. <laughs> um but yeah, the Flash panel, I mean, it was okay. It, it was entertaining, I guess. But the thing that I think was really cool about it is we got concept art from the movie. They shared a first look at concept art for Barry's new suit, as well as Barry Allen with Michael Keaton Batman in the concept art, which is just insane. The art, one, I love the look of Barry's new suit. It's closer to a comic Flash suit, which I know a lot of people are going to be super hyped about. I know that the opinions on his current suit are mixed at best i'll say and so this is very much closer to a comic looking flash suit i think it looks really cool from what we can see in the concept art and then also i just lost my mind seeing barry allen flash with michael keaton batman in concept art that is something i literally never thought that i would see and it's still crazy to think about the fact that Michael Keaton Batman is even going to be in this movie. And now we're starting to see art from that. And it's just hard to comprehend. So that was just really cool. I definitely freaked out about that for a good a good while. But what do you think about the concept art that we saw for The Flash? 
Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I thought the panel overall was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I did think it was kind of funny. I thought the Flash, the idea of using a skit with Ezra was pretty funny. Uh, I also wanted to talk about just Andy Muschietti overall. I think that's how you say it. I know you and I have struggled with his last name before. It's Muschietti, I Muschietti? think. Because okay. I think, I don't know, because his wife said their name. I, I'm so mad that I forgot because literally when it, cause she said her name, and I was like, that's how you say it. I need to remember that. And I fucking forgot. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, we'll just try to avoid it. I'll try Muschietti for now. Um, but I think that, you know, they really put a highlight on him for this um, panel. Obviously, they kind of spotlighted everyone in the panel. Uh, also, Christina Hodson, who is the writer. She seems fantastic. She was very charismatic on camera, which I was super surprised about. She obviously wrote Birds of Prey as well. Um, and she seems great for the part, you know, for the part of the writer here. Um, but overall, I think Andy is a very good fit now. Obviously, The Flash has gone through so many different directorial issues from uh, Rick Famuyiwa to uh, John Francis Daly and his writing partner, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Lots of different director turnover. But I think that now that they've finally settled on somebody, I'm not sure he was the best pick out of all the people that they had in and out of Warner Brothers, but he's the one we're getting, and he seems to have a great appreciation and understanding for the Flash character. And while I'm not the biggest Flash fan, I always appreciate it when whoever's behind the camera, behind the creative process, definitely has a great understanding for that character and appreciation, because that allows me as an audience member to appreciate the content even more. I think James Wan really had that with Aquaman obviously I think Zack Snyder has that for Superman as in particular but also the rest of the Justice League but as you asked me about the concept art the concept art's very cool I think that it was sort of funny how they didn't really hype up the fact that Keaton's back because it had been out there for so long prior to Fandome and I think they wanted to really save that news for as long as they could um, and probably reveal it at Fandome but things change leaks happen official news happens it's very exciting they mentioned that the flash's suit is made by bruce wayne they didn't say which bruce wayne which i thought yeah, was super I, interesting i literally just thought about that as you went to say that i was like wait a fucking second. they didn't say <laughs> if i had to guess it's probably affleck's which now we know ben affleck's coming back which i can't believe you didn't mention um yeah i i meant to mention that actually i literally in one of my videos that i recorded earlier i was like I talk about that, and I'm like, I was going to mention that in a podcast, and I totally forgot to mention that. Well, but now I've I'll, got I'll you covered. This is why you have yeah, a I'll get back co-host. to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, having Affleck back uh, in some form is awesome. I think that it will be a somewhat limited role similar to Bruce Wayne of that universe's role in Flashpoint, which I know last time you and I sat down, we talked a lot about Flashpoint. Um So yeah, no, having Keaton in the concept art, it's very interesting that they haven't given him a new suit yet. I would, it'd be cool to see him in the 89 suit uh, come back, but I would like to see maybe some modern changes to that. Someone mentioned how young he looked. People were like, are they going to try to de-age him? Is this going to be like the 1989 Batman or is this the older version? You know, concept art can be tweaked and changed, you know, however they may please. I know when we talked yesterday, I didn't love the Flash suit. I've kind of come back around on it. I like Ezra's current suit. I also grew to love that version. Um, But I think it looks really good. I like that it's super comic accurate. I like that it's got sort of the energy pulses stemming from the symbol in his chest. Um, And overall, 
very excited about the future of the Batman movie with the Flash. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's super interesting. The the Keaton points are true too, because I don't. I would imagine that they're either gonna obviously update the eighty nine suit or just give him a completely new suit. I would guess they're not gonna try to de-age him, and he will be however old, like an older Batman. Um, but yeah, also the fact that Ben Affleck is going to be in this film uh they talked a lot about this i don't know if i don't remember if they talked about this in the panel or if i'm confusing some of the quotes that we got from the article on thursday last thursday um but uh the director andy muschietti has said that affleck is the emotional baseline for this movie and that his role is very uh, crucial to the emotional impact for it and so yeah i don't no, I know a lot of people think that he's going to be, I mean, even you, you just said that you think he'll be a, a very limited role in the film, and I don't think he'll be in it too much, but I'm not convinced that he'll have a super small role either. It's, I don't know, it's interesting, but regardless, it's extremely exciting that he's coming back to do this. I think it's something, too, that we learned whenever the news broke on Thursday, which was crazy that we got this news just like two days before fandom, but... Uh, the report said that he got the script two weeks ago now or a week ago ish and then accepted it earlier in the week from when the news broke so like he accepted to join the movie like four days before we saw the reports that he was going to be in it uh which is crazy i know someone like commented they're like what the hell is that script like that's got to be an insane script for him to read it and then like turn around and almost immediately be like yeah i'm down and so that's super exciting. I can't believe that we're getting new Batfleck content, like besides Justice League, because obviously we're going to get to see a lot of him properly in Justice League this time. But the fact that he's going to be going and filming m new stuff in the Batsuit is sort of unbelievable. Like I for a while now, because there's been speculation and rumors for months and months and well, longer than that really but especially since the snyder cut you know was announced and that it was happening that people are like ben's gonna come back at&t wants ben to come back uh all this different stuff and like i had i had a glimmer i was like you know i think it's possible but i wasn't convinced that it would happen and the fact that it is is just insane and i feel like this definitely i am sure that there are more offers on the table as well I feel like he agreed to do this, and I think that WB and DC are like, okay, well, here's these other things that you can also do if you want, and I feel like this experience is very much going to impact whether or not he returns to do more stuff with Batman. I know, too, that you were saying, I think, that there was a, a live stream, like, roundtable panel thing after Fandom um, last night that Zack Snyder was on, and apparently he said that he is hoping that Ben is down to come back for a justice league two if that happens i think yes is what yeah that's basic yes. he said he's like he's knocking on wood that ben would want to come yeah. back was the quote okay which there's so much just in that oh yeah like, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast <laughs> um but yeah so i mean obviously i selfishly hope that ben does want I, like the key thing is that he wants to do it right yes. if he doesn't want to do it obviously stay away but if he wants to come back for more batman like hell yeah that would be amazing but yeah the fact that we're getting two batman in the flash movie i do feel for flash fans kind of i know it's a huge complaint right now that like 
And you even made the joke that this is a Batman movie featuring The Flash, because we're getting Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman in this movie. No matter how limited their roles are, it's hard to not have them overshadow whoever else is in the movie. Um, so I do feel for fans in that regard, and I get that complaint. But as a Batman fan, I'm kind of losing my mind. I just can't... <laughs> I can't imagine the fact that we're seeing... Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman in the same movie and they've got to share a scene you know there's no way they do that and they don't share the screen so like my brain's just gonna implode who knows Christian Bale (laughs) might even show up at this point dude I that's the one I've like I would love that obviously but that's the one that I have ironically the most doubt about I agree I'm just saying that it's a possibility and for all the Flash fans you know we're still going to get Reverse Flash in this movie. I know they haven't said it, but he's coming. I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah. We're probably 100%. going to get some sort of Jay Garrick tease at the end of the movie in a post credit scene or at some point in the Speed Force. I think that right now they're marketing this to try to get more hype behind it with turning of Keaton's Batman and Affleck. But I think that, you know, I'm not going to try the director's name again. The director and uh, the writer <laughs> definitely know what they're trying to do with flash and they currently especially with them setting up the multiverse as we'll talk about with some of the other projects that they need to kind of use the flash to spearhead this while simultaneously making it feel like a flash movie yeah that's the other thing too i love how much they are acknowledging and leaning into the multiverse which as you said we'll get into more but the fact that they're talking about this being a springboard for opening this entire multiverse of dc and and uh, the director even said that um, it really makes it to where everything that you have seen and will see in DC is all valid and all takes place in this unified unified multiverse. So you don't have to pick and choose. Like, you can obviously pick and choose the things that you like and don't like, but, you know, no one, their preference isn't wrong for, like, liking one thing or the other. It all just exists simultaneously, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, we didn't but, talk about it. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I was transitioning, uh, so you're good. But right yeah. before this panel, um, there was obviously the multiverse panel, which we're not going to cover entirely because there's so much more still to dive into. But it was great to hear from Walter Hamada and Jim Lee. Um, I'm blanking on who else was at that panel, um, but some really great and uh, high-ranking voices. I think Greg Berlanti was there. That was the third one. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the moderator. The um, so to hear from them, who are obviously the spearheads of all sorts of DC content across the board for especially Walter Hamada to be completely transparent and to say, we're embracing the multiverse. We're embracing Matt Reeves universe on one earth and, you know, Zack Snyder's current DCU, which he didn't call it Zack Snyder's DCU, but you know, that's what it's spearheaded from. You know, that's a different earth. And if you want to have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, that's a completely separate earth. And all of them can be interconnected through this space uh, despite, you know, being completely different and separate projects. So, you know, this has been the hot topic, I think, coming out of the whole weekend is just how much DC is exciting uh, or excited to embrace this multiverse and sort of, you know, separate themselves from other comic book properties currently in development. That was a very uh, political way. I don't want to start any discourse. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, but I I agree. The multiverse thing, this is what I've wanted from DC for so long. They do the multiverse so well, and the fact that they're embracing this is great. And Walter Hamada even said, because whenever they went to answer fan questions, one of the questions was, 
whether or not they'd be open to doing more Elseworlds type stories. The example the person gave was Red Sun, but they meant like in the vein of what Joker is basically. And Walter Hamada said like, yeah, we're absolutely down for that. It literally just comes down to the right person pitching the right project and they can run with it. And you know, if it's something that doesn't fit in X continuity, it doesn't matter. There's just a new earth for that. And he was like, he obviously said, he was like, there's no Red Sun movie in development right now. But he, um, he said that that's very much something that they're open to and they want to, you know, move forward with. And I love that so much. That's so great. It's very much like DC from the beginning of this universe with obviously the one glaring misstep, which we'll talk about more later, um, has been primarily director driven. And especially in recent years, it has. And so continuing to do that and continuing to showcase creators' visions and letting them tell the stories they want to tell and not having to worry so much about, well, well, this doesn't fit with what happened here in this other movie that you're not worried about, I think is great that they can just do this and tell the stories and, you know, you can... And then there's also the opportunity for crossover down the line if they want to, but it's not necessary. And so there's just... It, the possibilities are just endless, and I think it's really great that they're going this route with it and uh i think it's super exciting but yeah so that was the flash panel and some other stuff uh the next one i'm i'm so i'm eating my words basically oh for, <laughs> <laughs> for this one um so there was the suicide squad panel which i will say though i the idea for this panel was cool but it was way too chaotic for me to really care about the like panel that they were doing because there was like i don't know like 16 people or something on this panel yeah if not uh, more yeah it was just there was way too many people which i'm glad that, obviously i don't want there to be less people i'm glad they had the full cast there of course but it was just very chaotic to have 16 people in like a zoom call basically I think it might have and, been 20 i think there were yeah, like I nine mean, they're, on they're, each side and then james gunn yeah, there was a lot of there people there. so many people. Which, I mean, was cool, but, like, I was like, okay, well, can you just, like, show us some stuff, though? Um, which they which did. Which they we did. Saw, <laughs> yeah, we saw a behind-the-scenes little featurette thing for the Suicide Squad, and, yeah, fuck me, I'm excited for this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I've said for a while, because, like, I don't really like James Gunn, and I don't really like his writing, and I can't stand Guardians 2, haven't really enjoyed, like, I like the first Guardians, but he didn't write that one, but I, I mean, yeah, watching the, like, behind-the-scenes featurette, I was like, damn, this, this looks really cool, actually, and the, the cast is crazy, I love the obscure characters that he's bringing into this, Jim Lee even commented on this in, in like, a later panel, that he really just, like, dug deep into the DC lore and got so many just random kind of random but just really obscure characters that like even i mean like i know the names of all these characters and i'm like okay i know who that is but like that's the extent of my knowledge for some of these characters and a lot of people are like i don't know who half these fucking people are uh which i think is cool that we're getting to see them in in such a big scale in this movie and yeah the movie just looks insane harley quinn her look in this is phenomenal definitely the best look that she's had in the films and that that looks amazing and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, fuck, I'm excited for the Suicide Squad movie, which I, I'm, I'll be, I'm happy to admit that I was wrong, I suppose, but yeah, because I was very much like, I don't care about this movie at all. And then this panel happened and 
not care about this movie. So, yeah. What did you think about the the Suicide Squad panel and trailer behind the scenes thing? Oh yeah, no, I thought it was great. Um, similar to you, but not to as much of an extent as you were. Uh, I was not super hyped on the Suicide Squad. Um, I like James Gunn a little more than you do, uh, but I don't like adore James Gunn. Um, but I definitely was, I think he was kind of the standout for me during this entire panel. Um, he was humble, he was honest, and he definitely knows his stuff when it comes to DC. It kind of showed that his ability to understand the DC Comics, you know, lore and the depth that he went in choosing characters for this film. He, you know, as he said, it really dates back to him just reading comics as a kid and really loving DC, um, which I think is awesome. And I, I do like his work on Guardians, but I do think that Marvel needed a risky but also safe choice when trying to introduce such an obscure property to their still relatively new and growing universe. Um, and I think James Gunn did that very well. Uh, I love the Guardians movies, especially one Um but to now see James Gunn be able to now coming off of Guardians kind of have more of a free reign, I think we're getting to kind of see James Gunn as like really James Gunn doing something for DC, which I think is awesome. And I mentioned it with uh, Andy Muschietti. We'll try that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, someone as a director who really loves and appreciates the property that he or she is working with. And I think Gunn definitely understands and appreciates the Suicide Squad and the wackiness of DC. And I think the lineup is great. Yuma said it. I don't know who half of these people are. I'm looking forward to seeing the people that I don't know probably get killed. Uh, hopefully I don't get too attached. That's kind of one of their taglines. It's like, don't get too attached. Most people aren't making it out of this. Um, I think for me, the shocker was uh, Peter Capaldi is the thinker. I love that character, uh, particularly, I believe, from his Young Justice appearance, which is super cool to me. Um, and then to, you know, see all these obscure characters from, like, King Shark to Harley Quinn to Javelin uh, to Ratcatcher 2, which is cool, kind of setting up a Ratcatcher 1 at some point, and uh, John Cena's Peacemaker and whatnot. Um, I'm a sucker for behind-the-scenes reels over trailers, even, I think that I get a lot more as uh, sort of a film person and someone who works in that kind of industry and wants to work there. I have a great appreciation for seeing that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, it looks great. Uh, James Gunn mentioned that this is, like, the biggest special effects budget he's had, biggest visual effects budget he's had, most shots or whatever that are VFX or special effects. Um, which is crazy considering he worked on Guardians, which is almost all special effects. Um, and just, you know, overall, very excited to see it, you know. Uh, it wasn't my super surprise of the day, but definitely makes me excited for what's to come. Yeah, I agree with you about the... I think that I like behind-the-scenes featurette things more than trailers. They really show you just a lot about the movie in general, like aside from you know, plot and stuff. You just get a very good feel for the film, um, which this definitely did. And is I think one of the big reasons that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of this, but it's exciting. It's cool. I'm glad that I was wrong. And so, yeah, I'll be seeing the suicide squad in theaters. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Yippee. I can't believe it. Man. <laughs> I just, yeah. 
Um, but anyways, moving on to something that I knew I was excited about. Uh, the next panel was the Snyder Cut panel, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which this one, I said this in the chat that we're in, was by far the best produced panel of the evening as far as uh, like production quality, like audio and stuff. Um, but they did some Q&As. I don't remember most of the Q&As, honestly, from this. They were kind uh, of Bush League questions. Honestly, yeah, they're just yeah. mostly like throwaway things for. Yeah, it was cool though because we got. I mean, Ben Affleck appeared. Um, Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, Gal Gadot. Uh, I'm surprised that Jason Momoa wasn't at this event at all. Yeah, that that's a whole that, different thing. But I was I was very it, surprised too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was cool seeing them, and then of course we got the first full trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which. I'm admittedly a little bit confused now about what the name is going to be because the Snyder Cut account that popped up as the official account for this movie says their display name is the Director's Cut of Justice League. But if you look at the trailer uploads on YouTube from HBO Max and DC, the trailers say Zack Snyder's Justice League. And Zack said that at Fandom, we would know what the title is, and I'm confused about what the title is. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I am I I don't I'm the conflicting <laughs> post like I don't know what to make of it but regardless we got our first trailer for it and I talk about this in a video that will have been uploaded by the time this goes up actually so check that out if you haven't from my like reactions to this uh, but this trailer is in an interesting position because it didn't need to sell the story of this movie because we already know the story of this movie because we got a shitty version of it a couple years ago. And so like it's the so bones crazy are still to think about. You're yeah, so right. I didn't even think about that. That's so crazy. And so the like outline roughly is still there, you know, like we know that the Justice League has to be formed and there's an alien invasion and they got to stop it. So the the trailer doesn't have to worry about any of that shit. The trailer has to show everyone else because obviously being in the circle that we're in we know all the details about how different of a film this is from that movie but for casual viewers who don't know all those ins and outs they have to be like okay well why are why are we getting this movie and why should i be interested in seeing this movie and so this trailer is just full of shit you didn't see in the theatrical cut or shit that's heavily modified from what we saw in the theatrical cut that's like all this trailer is and it's awesome. I loved it so much. We see Darkseid at the very beginning. That's how the trailer opens. And then just from then on, it's tons of shots that, again, we just hadn't seen before. We get to see a glimpse of the nightmare sequence or the nightmare future timeline, the Hall of Justice being destroyed. We get Wonder Woman finding a weapon. We just we get so much there. We see more of Flash and Iris West. We see a lot more Cyborg. We see Flash and the Speed Force. We see Black Suit Superman. We see proper shots of the entire Justice League together. It's just all so much Zack Snyder Justice League epicness. This is the movie that I wanted and was hyped for and that I dreamed about. And we're seeing it become a reality. We see Steppenwolf in his original design, which even still all the VFX in this trailer is not done but it still looks really, really good in my opinion and miles better than anything we got in the theatrical cut. And so, yeah, this trailer, I mean, I was super hyped for it and it just hyped me up even more. But what did you think about this trailer? You know, I was really hyped in the moment, obviously, and something came a little later that like now in like comparison, I'm like, 
Snyder Cut was pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think what the big takeaway is, and as you said, you know, we don't, we knew the story, we knew it was going to happen. A lot of what we saw in this trailer were things that we've already seen, at least modified, or things that Snyder's released, whether it be in images. And I think what my big takeaway was is just how beautiful, like, this version looks visually. And, you know, from a story point, yeah, standpoint, I think, as well, you see definitely some moments. Like, I love that moment of Clark back at the farm hugging Lois and Martha, and obviously Cyborg's moment with his father. Um, So you're obviously getting a little bit more of the emotional pull, but visually, it's just stunning. It looks so beautiful. Um, You know, I think that there really isn't much more to be said about this movie that hasn't kind of already been said. I think that Snyder's holding back uh, a lot, as he should, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, I don't think you mentioned that it's going to be split up into four parts for the hour Yeah, I was going to get to that in a second, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's super (laughs) exciting. Not my preferred way of a viewing experience, um, but of course I'll be there watching each and every week as they release, and if Snyder wants it that way, then by all means, that's how I want it to be presented to everyone. Um, But, you know, I think that Nothing in that trailer, other than kind of that first look at Dark Side again, like in action, uh, really blew me away, other than visually. Um, you know, there wasn't any, like, surprises or twists or whatever that we didn't kind of already expect. Uh, I think more just the impact of, wow, it's here, it's coming, we're finally getting the movie that, like, we deserved in 2017, the movie that Snyder deserved to put out there. I think that's really the takeaway from this panel overall. Um, And, you know, maybe, you know, Jason wasn't there because he was filming that Frosty the Snowman movie. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But it's really exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully March or May is the rumor now for 2021 when the Snyder Cut hits HBO Max. Yeah, same. I think that, I mean, like you said, looks visually beautiful. The other thing that I really love about this is the aspect ratio. It's... 1.331, 1.331, I believe, Yes, is the aspect ratio for this, which, if you don't know, is square, basically. It's the same width as a normal frame for film, but it's shot, it's called wide open, where it's just taller, so you just get more visual information vertically than you would normally. And they filmed the entire movie with this in mind, and so there's a lot of shots that really show these heroes and these larger-than-life figures in a way that you just literally physically could not get if you're shooting at widescreen i know a lot of people don't like the black bars being on the left and right side and my argument for that is like you're just moving them from the top and bottom to the left and right it's fine like i don't i will gladly do that in order to get more visual from it and i think it looks really cool uh but yeah like you said it's going to be released in four one hour parts on HBO Max, he also said that they're going to bundle it together like at the end, I think, for, so that you can view it as a f- straight-up film if you want to. And he also said, which I think this part is really cool, that they're working on a distribution plan so that people that don't have HBO access to HBO Max will be able to see it too because HBO Max is not available everywhere. So I think that's really awesome that they're working on that and getting that figured out. That way everyone can see the Snyder Cut as we all should be able to. Uh, also, I have to mention it that I'm so glad we're getting that incredible Batman shot of him on the Reaper gargoyle, not obscured by a giant ass ugly tarp like it was in the theatrical cut. Whoosh, I t- whoosh. 
I don't understand why that was a decision that was made, but it's being fixed now, so that's fine. And it's also crazy to me, too, because I feel like that like this version of the movie is even better than what we could have possibly gotten theatrically even if they let him do what he wanted because there's no i mean think about it there's absolutely no way they release a four-hour movie like that's not going to happen in theaters and so it's a really long and at times very you know shitty road that it took to get here but i am ultimately happy with the end result that we're getting this it's being done like you said just the impact of the fact that like we have a trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League and it's coming and that's just awesome I can't wait for that so yeah hopefully I hope the rumors about March are true because that's pretty soon relatively so yeah that's uh that's hype but yeah Snyder Cut is coming it's happening the trailer was really cool um the next panel which I was super excited for this we didn't get a ton of information just because there's not a whole lot of information that they could give but we had the Black Adam panel, which was hosted by The Rock, who, as people in our chat have said, he was basically just cutting a promo for this film. And um, it was a very effective promo, if I do say so. Um, we had also had it opened with this really cool history lesson-esque thing for Black Adam that was showcasing a lot of different concept art for the film, uh, which I absolutely loved. I thought it was very, very cool. It was a really good way to introduce a lot of people to the character because obviously he's not as well known as a lot of other characters in DC and so to be able to show that to people who don't know who he is is really awesome and then being a Black Adam fan I was like this is really cool I loved the concept art I thought it was really great and then Rock of course talking a bit about the movie a bit about Black Adam as a character and just how they very much are staying true to him being in the anti-hero realm and him just being a ruthless uh, keeper of justice and doing whatever he has to for his people and his family, his power levels, how he's extremely powerful and doesn't show as much restraint as the heroes and just really everything about the panel I loved. We also got confirmed that Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher, who we already knew about Adam Smasher, but all of them are going to be in the movie as a Justice Society of America. But The Rock also said that they're not the only members of the Justice Society of America that will be in the film. They're just a few. So I'm really curious to see who the other members are. Sadly, Hawkgirl is not one of them. That was actually confirmed by The Rock on Twitter earlier today. She was apparently originally in the film, but apparently it's a long, sad, and complicated story for why she's not now. So that's interesting. But yeah, lots of exciting stuff from a pretty short panel there. But I w I'm curious about your thoughts for Black Adam. I know you've talked about it a little bit in the chats that we're in, but what did you think about this this panel? This panel was actually my surprise, like, highlight of the day. This was not something that I was, you know, I was obviously going to tune in. Uh, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I love Shazam. Um, it's hard to, like, rank the DCEU movies, but Shazam's definitely up there for me. Uh, I think it was really well done. I love David Sandberg and just kind of everything that they did with Zach Levi. Um, so to kind of see the flip side of Shazam and see Black Adam, who is a character that I know a little bit about, but not relatively too much, uh, to see what they were going to come up with this after. I mean, The Rock has been cast as Black Adam almost as long if not longer than henry cavill has been cast as superman um which is crazy to think about that we're finally now going to be getting this black adam movie um but yeah no i thought that this panel was awesome as you said the rock is just 
cutting a promo and he's just so charismatic it's ridiculous uh the most electrifying man in sports entertainment yeah he's just ridiculous man um he's just so just so successful anyway um but yeah no jsa is really cool i think something that's really interesting is i guess this was sort of a reveal for the like panel but we kind of knew this already is that the movie is going to jump forward to modern times um i'm very curious to see what defines modern times i don't they may they imply that it would be like the present um but with the jsa being involved it would be very interesting to see if it's actually present time i picture obviously the whole structure behind the jsa is that they were kind of like a precursor to the justice league in a sense um taking place a little bit further back in kind of like the 1900s or whatever um so if it's some sort of small kind of period piece in that way i think i'd be i'd like that i think it'd be interesting to be introducing these jsa characters in modern times in what is considered the dceu which is considered to be connected to like shazam as well as the justice league um, and how that all kind of plays out. And again, they're all kind of playing with the idea of this universe very differently, especially with the multiverse involved. So you can kind of create your little pocket of one world with, you know, the Shazam family and Black Adam and the JSA and still have the Justice League be on the same Earth, but kind of, you know, keep them separate, kind of not mention each other and you'll be good to go. The Rock did tease uh, a friendship or even a match against Superman, which is super exciting. That was a pun, but not intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that was a fun. Good job. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, no. I if if I had to pick, I would love to see the modern take on Black Adam and JSA take it place, whatever it be like the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties era, and then have something kind of happen to him at the end of the movie that like puts him back to sleep until or puts him in hiding or whatever it may be until he's ready to face off at modern times against Shazam. Because I think that you don't necessarily create a conflict of interest, but sort of just a conflict of continuity and storytelling in a certain way by having a modern JSA pop up in the same world that this justice league and the Shazam family is supposed to operate in. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also am a sucker for period pieces. So I would very much like to see, it not take place in the actual present but i think it's you brought up a good point that he like implied it would be in the present but like present compared to five thousand years ago is a pretty big you know span so it will be interesting to see when they end up placing this in the timeline but i'm a hundred percent convinced that we're we're eventually going to get that superman and black adam showdown the Rock definitely wants it. He's teased it for years. He very, very much wants that to happen. He straight up threw down a challenge to the rest of the DC heroes at the end of the panel because, again, it's The Rock cutting a promo, and it was awesome. But, yeah, I think that we'll see that matchup eventually. I think it's a matter of time at this point, which is going to be insane because both Henry Cavill and The Rock are just mountains. Um, so that'll be really cool and also just from a you know a fan perspective seeing superman and black adam throw down will will be pretty epic but yeah i really like that panel like i said i was very hyped for that panel going in and it definitely i'm glad that they showed as much as they did uh, obviously they're in very early stages of pre-production so they didn't have a lot to show but the fact that we got that much i, th- I think was really cool um so yeah that panel was nice 
and then the next two were more panels that we really couldn't see that much from we had the aquaman panel that was <clears throat> excuse me james wan and patrick um wilson right yes yeah sorry okay. <laughs> no yeah i was just his name left left my thought for a second um so i had james wan and patrick wilson they were answering questions sort of uh, aquaman and talking about the first movie and then you know orm will be in the second movie obviously and they're kind of joking about his involvement i don't know there was there's not really much that i can say about this panel i don't think we didn't get anything um i would have liked to have seen some concept art at the very least but we didn't get that which is fine the movies i don't even know how far out at this point and of course 2023 yeah and with everything going on in the world you know i'm not surprised we didn't get more but so that panel i mean it was it's always cool hearing james want to talk about aquaman still though like you mentioned earlier that he obviously has that passion and knowledge for the character and the love for the character so it's nice seeing him and hearing him talk about that um do you have any thoughts on the aquaman panel not really i'm gonna be honest it was cool yeah i mean it was it was a short panel too which i mean they couldn't really make it a long panel but so it was cool it was nice to see i like patrick and wilson then, you know that's about yeah it. <laughs> uh, yeah he's great <laughs> um and then the shazam panel was after that this one was a funny panel the zachary levi is just very charismatic and very funny in the role and he was joined by a lot of the shazam cast david sandberg even popped in and uh so did sinbad which was very funny um and the main thing that we got from this panel uh besides comedy which was quality entertainment by the way but we got the title for the shazam sequel which is shazam fury of the gods which is such a great title so good and so yeah that was the big thing for that did you have any thoughts on the shazam panel yeah um it was cool funny you know i love that cast i think you kind of hit all the major notes uh it's it's kind of it seems still up in the air whether or not sinbad is actually going to be in the sequel or if that was kind of a joke um i think he'll show up in some way uh which would be cool i think the title is really fitting although it'll be very interesting to see how that plays in with uh mr mind i believe his name is is the villain is that what is that what yes. they're called yes yeah um so that'll be interesting to see kind of how that title plays in considering that's your villain uh i think that they said that uh savannah would be back uh which is awesome i love that villain i thought that uh well what's his name uh mark strong yeah, i don't know mark strong oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah mark yeah. strong was fantastic <laughs> uh in the first shazam movie and as i said earlier i just loved that first movie very much i have some really great it's just it's so it's so good i love shazam so to see a sequel being greenlit obviously coming it's just super great not a lot of great information we got that cool little poster that they didn't actually release anywhere um hopefully that gets released at some point i'm sure david sandberg just kind of holding on to that for a day where he can kind of surprise twitter or whatnot but other than that quick two panels not a lot of information yeah it was cool that they were there though i liked them you know appearing um but the next panel surprised me quite a bit uh, we knew what it was going in. Obviously, it's the Suicide Squad kills the or Suicide Squad kill the Justice League uh, game from Rocksteady Studios. Which this game was very anticipated because, of course, Rocksteady are the developers behind the Arkham trilogy, that being Asylum City and Night. And they've been working on this game for years at this point, and we won't get it for a couple more years. Which I expected this. I know you and a couple of our friends were very disappointed about this release window it's in 2022 and i would again guess this will be fall of 2022 so 
We're over two years away from this, I think. But we got a CGI cinematic trailer for this game, and I have to say, this surprised me a lot. This maybe surprised me, I think, the most out of anything that we saw. Um, kind of. The last thing that we'll talk about, I don't know if I can consider it surprise. Uh, I'll get into that when we get to it. But this one, I was not expecting to enjoy as much as I did. I, of course, was interested in this game because it's coming from Rocksteady. But whenever it was first announced and we first got the, you know, information that we're going to be playing as a Suicide Squad and our goal is to, you know, kill and or capture the Justice League, I was like, okay, like, that's cool. But I would have liked to play it as the Justice League, you know. Um, but this trailer did a lot for me. One, it opens on Metropolis that's being invaded by Brainiac, which was the last thing that I expected to see for this. <laughs> and I literally, I know that we were in chat and we were like, holy shit, that, this just opened with that. A little, like, I, whenever I saw that, I was like, I know that my brain was like, this is a Rocksteady panel. But I was also like, is this injustice? Because like, I didn't, I just really did not expect to see that there. And so we got that. And then the trailer is just full of wit and banter between the members of the Suicide Squad. We get Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang all interacting with each other. And they just bounce off of each other so, so well. And the trailer is very light. And it was just a really, really good trailer. It gives you a very good feel for the tone of the game. You get to see Metropolis. We got to see the way these characters move around and fight and their different combat abilities and capabilities. And so just all of that made me really, really interested in what this game is going to be. And then after the trailer, Septon Hill, who is the one of the co-founders for Rocksteady, came in and talked a little bit about it. And the more that he talked about how much thought and what the combat is going to be like and these different elements it just got me more and more excited for it and so really this panel and this trailer sold me on this game as a concept and made me excited to play it and I'm very much looking forward to it it's a one of those things which we briefly mentioned earlier that again is a single player slash co-op game where you can play by yourself as one of the members of the squad and the a and AI companions will fill out the rest and then you can switch between characters seamlessly whenever you want to, or you can play with up to three other friends to fill out your Suicide Squad, which is super exciting. I also think that there's either more characters in the game that haven't been revealed yet, or there will be additional characters added in later on post-launch that we'll see. Uh, I also, again, am guessing we'll get customizable gear and stuff and outfits for them, which I think is super cool. I love stuff like that. But yeah, it's just the, the trailer and the panel made me really excited for this game. Also, we're getting Evil Superman, which I know I have a couple friends that are very not happy about because they're tired of Evil Superman. I am not a gigantic Superman fan, so I'm not too upset about it. But um, he looks really cool. He looks very intimidating. Looks like and that's John why Cena. He, he does look like John Cena. I Yeah, th those messages were funny. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's possessed by Brainiac, it would seem. And so that's why the Suicide Squad needs to kill him. And so I'm assuming the rest of the Justice League is also under Brainiac's control. So that's why, that's the why of you hunting the Justice League down. So yeah, I'm, I'm sold on this game now. I mean, I was going to buy it anyways, but I'm excited about this game now. Um, what did you think about this trailer and panel that we got for the Suicide Squad game? Yeah, it was great, first of all. Uh, super great. Very cool. You hit a lot of the 
highlights, obviously, uh, just seeing abilities and that kind of thing. Again, similar to Gotham Knights, I always come from a perspective of not a big gameplay person, more just like, tell me more about the story, tell me more, and let's kind of speculate that direction. I think you mentioned it, but this is a continuation of the Arkhamverse, which is super cool. Uh, very different. Not something that we expected. That was a big twist, I think, for everybody to now see this world that they kind of built with uh, the three games and, as I'll kind of mention, Origins, sort of, um, and see the world that they built this Batman family in and now to see the Justice League of that Bat world that they kind of created is super cool. I'm saying super cool a lot. I'm trying to gathered my thoughts a little bit better on this game um but yeah no i i thought it was all right you know i'm someone who likes to see gameplay i similar to what alex said earlier i was a little thrown off by the release pattern of this i thought that we were going to get this game a little bit sooner than we actually are which is fine i'd rather them work on it and make sure that the gameplay is solid the stories are solid everything is good for launch because nothing can kill a game worse than having a poor launch so they want to show us what they want to show us i can wait on gameplay obviously we got teases of character abilities and how the characters will feel in that cinematic trailer which i thought was a really great way to present those characters to us um i'm really interested to see what the combat system is like i think i'll definitely be playing a lot of deadshot i love that kind of stuff uh, but very excited to see these justice league members especially considering some of the leaks and rumors that now after seeing this panel might not all come to fruition. I'm not sure how much I buy into those leaks anymore. Uh, most notably, they mentioned that we're not actually going to be getting a Batman in this game. We're supposed to be getting Tim Drake as a member of the Justice League as Red Robin because uh, WB doesn't want them to kill or capture Batman in any sort of media, which I think is silly, but understandable. That's so funny to me. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> But Harley mentions in the trailer that, like, she's been looking forward to, like, killing the bat or whatever. So, who knows? They've played with the Arkham continuity before. Obviously, we've even got a, sort of a different Deadshot, which kind of is leaving Origins out of the continuity as it is. Um, but I'm excited to see the rest of the league. It seems like the costumes, judging by Superman's, are very comic book inspired, which I think will be very cool. Uh, I think that we got confirmation either through leaks or whatnot we're getting wonder woman flash green lantern aquaman uh amongst others so that'll be cool kind of taking each of them down in their own way i think it's great that they decide to use metropolis instead of gotham city which was something that sefton hill definitely highlighted is that they really wanted to step out of gotham and explore different parts of this world and you know overall i don't know why they keep sending the suicide squad to handle these threats somehow they kind of end up taking care of them anyway but it's a funny little plot line for their whole character group but it's exciting and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing more from the game but i'll end up picking it up anyway yeah i think that it being in metropolis is super super cool i again didn't expect that but it's going to be nice to see a full fully fledged metropolis especially considering this is going to be a next gen exclusively game it'll be on our future consoles and arkham knight I maintain is one of the best looking games that we have and it came out really early into the generational cycle and so I'm very excited to see what they're able to do with the map for Metropolis and how it looks and everything and then yeah you touched on it the fact that this is in the Arkham universe is really really crazy didn't expect that but it's nice to see them flesh out this world more 
So yeah, super, super pumped for that. But the last panel that we have to talk about is obviously the one that I love the most from the entire event. But I'll let you talk about this one first. I want to hear Ooh. your thoughts on, on the, yeah, I'm so nice. it up. I love how you switched it up for the, the last... very end. <laughs> yeah, it's because I know I'm going to talk a lot about this. And so I don't want to talk for 30 minutes and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, you summed it up pretty well. So so, <laughs> so I, I want to hear your thoughts about this panel and the trailer that we got for the Batman. I love how you say that. The Batman. I love that. Um, it's the Batman. It's bro. the Batman. Fuck go. <laughs> So I'll start by saying that like I am a big, big fan of Ben Affleck's Batman, um, and after everything that kind of he went through with the role, and then obviously we thought he was leaving the role for a really long time, and now that he's coming back, I'm very happy. Um, but then we got you know rumblings of it started as this is Ben Affleck's movie with him directing, him starring, Arkham Asylum, Deathstroke, Joker, Rogues Gallery sounds awesome and then it became ben affleck's movie ben affleck's script matt reeves is coming in direct and then it became ben affleck's not really gonna do it anymore and the script's kind of changed now and it's gonna be kind of matt reeves kind of thing and then all of a sudden we've got robert pattinson has been cast and this movie as a concept at least has gone through so many different changes and i've really been a fan of them all the way through you know i was not someone looked at robert pattinson and said oh god here's the twilight kid you know coming in as bruce wayne or batman there's no way he could do it i was always on board you know i i trusted matt reeves the plan of the apes trilogy you know even though he didn't do the first one but the second two especially are just so well done cloverfield is great um i really just love his style and his you know i i trust in him just as much as i would trust in ben affleck or Zack snyder and these are people that i really admire in the film industry so i was like you know what? if wb thinks this is the guy if matt reeves thinks this is the guy i'm sure he's going to be fantastic and you know we followed development for a really long time seeing like zoe kravitz get cast as catwoman and colin farrell as penguin i'm going through like a whole history lesson oh my goodness um and well, then, i like, love it bro <laughs> paul dano is the riddler who i unfortunately haven't seen too much of paul dano's work which is something i really want to do because he intrigued me from the casting uh moving forward and now even as we've seen him in the trailer but i think you're pretty going to dive deeply into everything but i know you're going to want to talk a lot about matt reeves comments before the trailer so i'm going to save those for you because i think that you can dissect and analyze those far better than i can um so as for the trailer it's awesome i mean come on it's really really <laughs> cool um i was not the biggest fan of the suit at first or at least the cowl um i love the suit actually but the cowl was throwing me off it looks great in action it looks way better than i ever thought it would i love the world that reeves is creating this gotham city i mentioned it uh, in our chats, but it feels like a really great combination between Nolan's hyper-realistic Gotham and the comic book and sort of Snyder's grit and whatever, you know. It's, it takes the best of both and really combines them. I would say that he took a lot of, like, Snyder's mythos about who the Bat is and whatever um, and just kind of brought those elements together in a way. I love something I you I haven't talked to you about at all is I love the color grading of this trailer and what I would assume is to be the movie. Um, it's gorgeous. I love how it's, you know, bleak and gray, but simultaneously very saturated and colorful. Um, I love the crime scene investigation and like the way that that's presented. 
I love that this is a year two Batman, not a year one Batman, and that we're getting sort of his relationship with the GCPD and Gordon from a very early standpoint. Obviously, the movie's only been shot about 25%, and they were still able to throw something together that looks beautiful. I can't wait to see what more we're going to get. Paul Dano, oh, that Riddler is going to be really quite something special. Um, we got sort of what I believe to be at least some sort of Court of Owls tease already with the card that he leaves. It'll be very interesting to see if Riddler, in some way or fo- shape or form, is tied to the court. You know, they've changed different origins for different characters all the time. It wouldn't be surprising to me. Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as Oswald Cobblepot, which I just... Oh, looks so great i i still do not believe it's him like that's how good those prosthetics are uh seeing zoe kravitz as catwoman was probably the most surprising part of the trailer for me because i really was anticipating her to be a more fleshed out like fully active catwoman similar to kind of how bruce is batman you know obviously he's still at his early stages but like he's batman um and this feels sort of like a year one Catwoman and a year two Batman, whereas I thought we were kind of going to get a year two of both of them. Um, and seeing her not in a full suit yet was definitely surprising to me. I think she's going to get like a real suit by the end of the movie uh, based on the way that Zoe Kravis talk about her costume fittings and whatnot, because based on what you see her wearing in the trailer, I don't think you need a crazy costume fitting for that. Um, but overall, very excited I love the world that he's creating. Obviously, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the GCPD TV show on HBO Max that's going to tie into this universe. I feel like I'm probably missing something. I mean, there's that great action sequence um, with him just kicking kicking the shit out of that thug. Um, And overall, I just, you know, oh, I know. Some comparisons that I've made that I really am probably going to stick with throughout the rest of this production and going forward is how it really does feel to me like this has taken some really great inspiration from Marvel's Netflix's Daredevil. Um, and just even Pattinson and his like mannerisms and his voice, it just feels sort of like Charlie Cox's Daredevil to me, which is not a bad thing whatsoever. That Daredevil series is fantastic. It, you know, it could be everything you wanted for a Batman character. And this Batman movie could be everything you ever wanted for a Daredevil character. And those two characters you know, have their own similarities, and obviously there's stark differences as well, but you can definitely draw a lot of parables between them, especially in the worlds and what they fight for and who they fight for and how they handle it. So to make that comparison, I don't think is too far out there. Um, I love Pattinson's voice. It's not too gruff. It's just him. Um, We hear a little bit of him as Bruce Wayne in sort of the after credits tease. Uh, He's kind of interchanging dialogue with Paul Dano's Riddler which is awesome. The eye black, uh, the Batmobile looks cool. Um, very interested to see this version of Bruce Wayne and kind of see where this story is going. I, it's going to be a great detective story, which is just whew, so good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to hand it to you because I know okay. you're just itching to talk, but those are, uh, those are mostly my thoughts on the Batman. <laughs> Cracks knuckles. So, um, yeah, I mean, since you went through like a little bit of the history, I'll, I want to talk about that for a second. So yeah, this obviously went from being Ben Affleck's movie to, you know, what it is now. And yeah, one, like you, I was always someone that was behind one Matt Reeves because I trust him 
immensely as a filmmaker. I think he's one of the best filmmakers in the business right now. And I love his approach to storytelling, especially like I've watched the uh, director's commentary for the Apes movies multiple times. And just the way that he talks about film, the way he puts together story and characters and what he's primarily focused on when crafting a film is just so, so good and so important. And it really, you can see that in the finished product. And so that's one of the reasons that I was very, very excited for this. And then, of course, he's got a lot of his fellow uh, colleagues from those movies on the production crew for this as well, which is super, super exciting. And so I was always on board for that. Robert Pattinson himself is one of the best actors working today, too. If you don't believe me, watch some of his stuff from the last 10 years. He's incredible. I haven't seen all of his stuff yet. I need to. But like Good Time is probably my favorite performance from him. The Lighthouse, which came out recently, he has an incredible performance there. He's very transformative and very, he's a weird person, especially if you like watch him in interviews or read any interviews with him. He's very um, quirky is not exactly the right word, but he's just very, he's a very unique individual, but that fits Bruce Wayne really well. And at the same time, he puts so much into acting. And the way that he actually talks about acting, you can tell how much he cares and how invested he gets in these roles. And one of the comments that Matt Reeves made during the fandom panel is that he's, you know, been working on his craft, but, and he looks like Bruce Wayne, but more importantly than that, he has the soul of someone that you need in order to play Bruce Wayne and Batman. And you can really see that in this trailer. And before I get too much in the trailer, I want to talk about some of the quotes from this panel because I'm going to flex a little bit. I'm sort of proud of myself for this. I was literally, as this panel was happening, transcribing basically everything that Matt Reeves was saying and tweeting it out. And I think I did a pretty good job. So I'm patting myself on the back there. So I have these quotes that I can pull from actually, but uh, a lot of them are Matt Reeves has said, like, it's not about him becoming Batman, but the early years of Batman and he's very far from perfect. Another question is what is good? That's part of the experiment of the movie. He's trying to figure out what he can do to improve Gotham. And that's when the murders start to happen and those start to charter the history of Gotham. And so that story about the history of Gotham starts to take him on a journey. And though it isn't about his origin, it reminds him very much about the loss of his parents. Um, Paul Dano plays a version of the Riddler that we've never seen before that he thinks is going to blow people's minds. Zoe Kravitz plays this new version of Catwoman, but still draws from so many iconic comics. She's, again, as you mentioned, not Catwoman yet. That's part of her journey in the movie. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot isn't the kingpin of crime that he'll eventually become. Uh, Riddler is just emerging for the first time. We get Andy Serkis playing a very new version of Alfred. Same with uh, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. And so... Mary said that one of the challenging and exciting things about the creation of the story is touching on all these iterations and beginnings of these characters and the whole movie is sort of a snowball of these events and so just in these quotes alone you can tell how much thought and care has been put into crafting these characters and the world that they inhabit and the story that this is going to be really I mean just looking at the fact that like these murders start to charter the history of Gotham like that's such a big statement to make and that's so that's such huge story implications and there's so much to explore there the fact that this is a young batman who is flawed who's making mistakes who's still figuring out the best way to do this which like we've seen batman beginning obviously and batman begins but like by the time we get past that in the dark knight like 
it's presented as though like Batman, you know, knows what he's doing now and he's figured out how to do this. And that's not how Batman is in this yet. He's still very much figuring out the best way to fight crime and to make Gotham a better place. And this Gotham is also a very, this Gotham and this Batman is a very different Gotham and Batman than we've seen before. And it's just such a great, I mean, like you said, it, it mixes that hyper-realism from Nolan, but it very much leans into the comic book side of things and of these characters and is very much realized in that and embraces that. And it's just so, so great and so rich. And so I'm super excited about that. And then it's also, you can tell that this is a Bruce Wayne and a Batman that is a very tortured soul. And he, you can you get so much from Pattinson's performance just in this trailer even though he doesn't have the most dialogue, obviously, but just from his mannerisms, his facial expressions, his eyes, like, that is the Bruce Wayne that I've wanted to see. It is just so perfect as Bruce and Batman. It just is so, so good. And then Matt Reeves talked a little bit about them being able to do the series for the GCPD that dives into the corruption of it. And that series goes back to year one of Batman. So it's the beginning of the emergence of this mass vigilante that starts to change the the city. And it's these stories from the point of view of the the corrupt cops as this legend and story begins to form and change Gotham. And that's incredibly exciting too. I was talking the other day about how much I love the mythic urban legend Batman. I think that it's so cool and he's just so such a compelling character and his impact on the city is such an interesting thing that the fact that we're getting to explore that in a series as well and that it's also part of you know the impact in this movie and you can see it in the trailer too you get the one point of view shot of Batman arriving at the crime scene at the beginning of the trailer and just the way that everyone's looking at him the way that the crime scene investigators are looking at him as he's you know looking around trying to find these different clues it's just so there's so much there like they're afraid of him you can tell they're unsure about him they know that he says he's there to help but like there's a dude dressed as a bat in his crazy looking art like this guy's obviously a lunatic right and it's just they've heard about him they've heard stories about him and it's just there's so much richness there that I love so much that we haven't seen really yet and that's so so exciting and then also he talked about the bat suit and that Rob had a very important part in designing it he had to be able to wear it and fight in it and it's very practical and still evolving you can see like gashes in his cowl and he also said that Gotham City is just as important as any of the rogues gallery as far as being a character it's the center of this it's the center of the story especially the history of corruption and so that was there was a lot put into that and he mentioned how like they have like a Times Square in Gotham but they went to Liverpool to get that architecture and added more modern elements via CGI that way it's not like you're in Times Square you know you don't get that immediate connection when you're watching it and so being able to do that and create that that version of Gotham this new version of Gotham he said it was very exciting and then again going back to Batman he's not yet the vision of the character where he becomes the beacon of hope for the city he's still early in the trajectory the city is honestly afraid of him the public's afraid and so that's one of the things that Batman has to deal with in this movie which again just goes back to the fact that this is a Batman who doesn't fully know what he's doing and is figuring it out as he goes along and so it's just oh it's so exciting he talked a little bit about designing the Batmobile, the Batcave, and everything else, and, 
you know, how long that process was and how exciting that was to be able to do that. And then lastly, he talks about him being the world's greatest detective and how that hasn't really been touched on as much in the movies, which it hasn't. And literally, the world's greatest detective is my favorite moniker for Batman. I think it's such a key element of his character. And the fact that we're getting a noir murder mystery that's focusing on Batman being a detective is beyond exciting. I'm so happy to see this, literally seeing Batman walk around an active crime scene, look at everything, take it all in. And the fact that, you know, his main villain in this, with obviously Penguin being a supporting villain and Catwoman, we're not sure exactly what role she'll play, uh, being the Riddler and being this very this serial killer who's, you know, killing people, sending people with bombs strapped to them to funerals, and having Batman need to combat against that is very, very intriguing and exciting to see the detective side of him come out. And it's just, I'm so hyped. I'm so damn hyped. And so, yeah, for the trailer itself, I can talk, I've talked so much already. I haven't even gone to the actual trailer. Yeah, the trailer looks incredible. All your points, I completely agree with. The color grading is phenomenal. It looks so, so visually stunning. And it's very much got Seven and Zodiac vibes to it and influences there, especially with the crime scene. You get very, I get very big Seven uh, feelings from it. Have you seen Seven? No. You need to see Seven. Right. You need to see it. You need to do it. But so it's got influence there. Matt Reeves also said that Chinatown was a very big influence, which I'll admit I need to see Chinatown. Um, So, but yeah, it looks amazing. And just the, the pacing of the trailer is great. I can't believe that we saw as much of this as we did. They've only filmed 25% of the movie, and like we knew that we were going to see something going into this event, but I think this feels like a trailer that you could release for the movie after filming has finished, and they've only shot a quarter of the movie, and it's just incredible. The entire atmosphere is perfect. I love that it looks like it's just rained or it is raining constantly in Gotham. It fits the mood so well. The bat suit. Oh my god, the bat suit. I've been on this hype train for the bat suit since we saw it it's my favorite live action bat suit i feel very confident in saying that now i said that after we first saw it but seeing it in motion it just looks better every single time i look at it it looks so good i love the symbol the way the armor looks the fact that it is super practical the cowl is very skull-like and very real we even see him working on the suit for a brief moment in the trailer and it just all looks so great and of course there's the one 11 second sequence that literally i saw a tweet that was like how to sell a movie in 11 seconds and yeah it's literally an 11 second sequence of batman just absolutely beating the shit out of a guy and it's phenomenal it's incredible and then at the end he says i'm vengeance we have a live action batman saying i'm vengeance and i just absolutely lost my mind the first time i saw it i lose it every time i see it still it's just it's perfect it's so batman the way that he carries himself in the suit the way he acts in the suit he's a pure badass it looks so good um yeah seeing catwoman was a bit of a surprise i love the way that her like ski mask thing looks from behind you can tell the little like foreshadowing for the cat ears that we're we're gonna get eventually i thought that was a cool touch um you know we got a little bit of a scuffle between them which was super interesting and uh, as you said, Colin Farrell is unrecognizable as the Penguin. Those are some of the best prosthetics I've ever seen. Um, you can tell from his eyes and his voice that it's him, but that's literally it. He just 
doesn't look like him at all. And I think that part of the reason the prosthetics work so well is because it makes him, he, it looks like a guy. Like it doesn't look super out there. Like it doesn't look like a creature or anything. It just looks like a person that's not Colin Farrell. And so it's very, like, I literally didn't notice that it was him until I saw people talking about it, honestly. And I was like, holy shit, that is him. Um, so that's going to be really, really cool to see more of his performance there. Got to see more of the Batmobile, which, again, this is my favorite live-action Batmobile that we've seen. It, I love, love that it's a car. It's just a, both with the Batsuit and the Batmobile, it very much feels and is something that Bruce just, like, put together himself. And you can tell from that, and it's also just so badass. We see it in action very, very briefly, and it looks great. The Batcave, which very much looks like an earlier version of the Batcave, obviously, because it is. I saw someone say that it might be an abandoned, like, train station, which I can kind of see. Because I even made comment of this in one of my posts whenever he's, like, rolling up to it. Because it doesn't look like it's under Wayne Manor. And so I'm interested to see what the explanation is for that and where exactly that is. Um, but that was really cool. Yeah, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Um, I would recommend There Will Be Blood and um, Prisoners. For some of his performances, he's very good in that, Sean. So you gotta jot those down. In your I know that's too. the next one. I really want to see Prisoners. Prisoners is so good. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, he's incredible in that as well. There's even some Prisoners vibes in this trailer too, actually. Um, but yeah, it uh, he is crazy good as the Riddler so far in what we've seen. He looks way different than I expected him to, and. Um, there were some people that I was talking with on Twitter. They were like, come on, aren't you a little bit like, don't you wish that he looked like the normal Riddler? And I'm honestly, as long as the performance is good, I really don't care what he looks like. But he looks creepy as hell, which is great. I, it's a very off-putting version of the Riddler, which is obviously what they're going for, and they succeeded. And so that's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that they are acknowledging and embracing the black eye makeup that Batman has to wear underneath the cowl because every other live action version of batman ignores the fact that that's a thing and this version is embracing that and adding it to the aesthetic and i think it adds a lot in that way and it very much just adds more to bruce's character i think and it looks very cool um yeah i don't know man i could talk forever about this but it just oh, i lost my mind and we we talked in discord after uh, the trailer dropped and I literally just kept on not having words to say about this because it's just it's so it was so good it's one of my favorite trailers ever already and my it's crazy to me because my expectations for this were extremely high and it somehow managed to just shatter them so yeah this is gonna be great I I, I can't wait for more of this and to see this eventually it's just um I don't know. We got like we got to see Batman returning to the scene of the crime to do more detective work. Like, come on, dude. That's just that's amazing. And yeah, I don't know. I oh, I know we've talked about this some, but I, there's a lot more. There was speculation before this trailer dropped about this movie possibly oh. being rated, rated R, right? Yes. And now that this trailer dropped, there's even more talk about it. And so, what are your thoughts on the whole this possibly be being rated R thing? Okay, so, well, I'm glad you let me talk first. That was wonderful, but I'm glad you let me talk first. I would not I have been able to follow you. that up. I know, whatsoever. I know. That's why I was like, you need to, you need to get your thoughts out first because I'm going to talk a lot. <laughs> yes. 
So as for the rating, after I saw the trailer last night, I was like, oh, this could so be rated R. And then, like, I keep thinking about it, and I keep being a realist. I'm like, there's no way this movie is going to be rated R. Like, there's just absolutely no way. If they still had plans for other Batman movies, which theoretically they do in terms of Keaton showing up in different movies and possibly a Batgirl film. I would say that the likelihood of it being R and letting Reeves trilogy be R is more likely. I think we need a little bit more information about what Warner Brothers plans are for the rest of sort of like Batman and Batman related movie content. Um, Because if Affleck comes back, it's going to be for an HBO Max series. So it's not like he's going to be competing on the screen with Pattinson. Um, And those would probably be PG-13 or R or whatever. I don't know. But if they're really going to market this as, like, the next iteration of Batman on the the silver screen, then, like, it's going to be PG-13. Now, you often get that discussion, especially between, like, movie critics and whatnot of, like, does anything really need to be rated R? Like, what are you really gaining? You're gaining, like, the ability to do whatever you want, I guess. But, at the same time, there are a bunch of very incredible PG-13 movies, including the Apes trilogy, that, I would argue, fringe on that tint of R. Was the last Apes movie rated R, or was that PG-13? That's PG-13. Okay, just making sure. I'm gonna double check. Because that was kind of... Because that was a dark movie. Um... And I know some people were commenting that, like, the Dark Knight trilogy really hinged on that PG-13. No, it didn't. It was a very yeah. PG-13 movie. Um, so, to answer your question simply, I do think it'll be PG-13. I would be very interested in seeing an R-rated Batman. Um, I don't think it needs to be R-rated, obviously. And I don't really know what you would stand to gain from an R-rated Batman, other than more violence i suppose it's not like you've got batman dropping swears left and right or whatever like you would have for deadpool i feel like it would probably just come from like overall darker more mature themes and whatnot um so i see no reason why it won't be pg-13 although it would be cool to see an r-rated batman yeah so i'm pretty much in the same boat as you with this I don't think that it will be rated R because it's Batman. And I actually had a brief discussion with someone on Twitter earlier where they were like, because uh, I made a poll about this asking if people thought that this was going to be um, rated R, which surprisingly the majority right now is saying that they think it'll be R rated. Um, but someone quoted and said that they see people say that um, it would hinder it at the box office if it was rated R. And they use Joker as an example. They're like, well, Joker made a billion dollars. Imagine what an R-rated Batman can make. And my rebuttal to that was, one, Joker is the exception, not the rule. And two, for the Joker is a villain. And for as dark as Batman is and can be, he is still a superhero for kids. And it's not that the Batman movie couldn't make a billion dollars if it was rated R. I think that it would. But... It's why would WB want to limit its audience at all? If it can make a billion dollars rated R, imagine how much more money it can make if it's PG-13. And so I think that's like the biggest factor that you have to 
take into account for it even though like it's kind of you know it's obviously shitty that that's a bigger factor than artistic vision but like you were saying you don't really stand to gain that much from making it R. I think that pretty much everything Matt Reeves wants to do with this, you can get in on that PG-13 rating. Like you said, really the only big thing I can think of would be, you know, violence. Um, They could hit an R rating for more mature themes and, you know, intense whatever. Um, But I don't, like you said, I don't think that's necessary. I, you know, personally being an adult and being a fan of dark movies and things i would of course like to see an r-rated batman movie but yeah i don't think this one will be it would be crazy if it was i'd of course be on board for it but i just yeah i don't see it happening and i think i agree with what you said too that if this wasn't the only cinematic batman movie that they were doing then the likelihood would be much higher but i don't think that's the case i think that if we do get more batman it'll be ben affleck's batman on an hbo series which is very very different from a theatrically released batman and i don't feel like michael keaton's batman qualifies for another like he's not in the same realm of being a cinematic batman as this will be because he won't they're not going to make michael keaton headline in a batman solo movie again like that's not going to happen maybe so. batman beyond yeah that yeah yeah Yeah, but i'm just saying that's i mean this this is true but yeah that's a whole other we'd be here for another like 30 minutes at least if i got into that tangent um i want it to happen bottom line but yeah it's i don't think it'll be r it'd be cool um in theory but it's not needed i agree with what you said about the dark knight trilogy i don't think those really pushed the pg-13 they're definitely like not light pg-13 movies but i don't think that they've like pushed that pg-13 rating to the max they're darker but they're not they don't get that close to that line i think i kind of hit it on the head when i said that like it infers a lot more than it actually shows yeah in terms of violence and mature themes yeah um, i also I mean, like think... I, oh, go ahead. I was i think 11 when i saw that movie and like study, actually i was fine you know yeah. i mean granted i know not everyone is going to take their 11 year old to see you know various movies it's obviously up to the, the parents discretion but like just for an example like you know it's uh, for me whenever i saw it i wasn't like oh i feel like that was like an adult movie that i just got to see you know like it was i was pretty much like oh, okay yeah, that was a batman movie <laughs> like um so yeah i don't think it'll be r-rated it'd be cool i posted a screenshot earlier from the trailer though of what looks like a dude's head exploding though from a a uh, bomb in that trailer so that was pretty crazy to see um but yeah we'll have to see how it goes if i'm betting it's pg-13 but i will say i can't wait to see more of the marketing for this movie because that black and red aesthetic is a top tier right there very animated series-esque this is true the text is also uh i don't know if it's the exact same font as the animated series but it's damn close it's close it's not if it's not the exact same, it's very close. Um, so, yeah, that's. I think those are most of my thoughts on the Batman, condensed anyways. Of course, I could ramble for forever, but, yeah, I can't I can't wait for that movie. It's going to be an experience, man. I still, I'll say this on here, too, because I don't know if I've said it in a podcast or a video before, but I'm going to set the world record for the amount of times a movie has been seen in theaters with this one. So, just to, so everyone knows, I'm shooting for, like, 200 viewings. 
So you Just also have a full video out about the Batman. If you I want do. more yes. thoughts. I thanks plug. for the yes i got you i'm plugging yeah thanks stuff. for the plug sean yeah i have i have a reacts a bats reacts video on the batman trailer if you want more it's of my doing thoughts on very this. well so far so please go check it out it is yes thank you for those that have already watched it and be sure to watch it if you haven't um so yeah with that i guess now we can do plugs where can people find you at sean well these are changed since last time a little bit so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RealSeanHussey. Those are the two main platforms that I'm on. You can also find my portfolio if you're looking for graphic design work. Uh, keep tuned to those platforms. I've got some exciting announcements hopefully coming up. But if you're always looking for commission work, feel free to uh, hit me up on either of those or check out my website, SeanHusseyArt.com. Nice, nice. And you can find me on Twitter at Batman Files if you don't follow me already, and also my personal Twitter at AP Batman with two T's. You can follow me on Instagram if you would like. I don't post there very much, but I will maybe change that eventually. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but that at is also Batman Files, but that one has two T's because the first one is taken for some reason. Um, so you can follow me there. Uh, of course, subscribe to my YouTube if you haven't already. It's the Bat's Cave, and consider turning that notification bell on. I upload at least two videos every week, and this week has been crazy. been doing a lot more because of all the fandom stuff, so be sure to check out all of my videos that I have on there. By the time this episode goes live, I think I'll have four videos related to fandom up, and then a couple more that are comic-related, dropping the same day as this episode. Um, I think that's it for the YouTube plug. And then... Um, if you're listening to this podcast on any of the audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, a rate and review on those individual platforms would also be much appreciated. And if you enjoyed it, a share on whatever social media platform you prefer would also be much appreciated. Um, if you made it to the end of this, thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate it. And be sure to tune into the next one. Later. <laughs>